Welcome to Householders, a conversation about American life as Zen practice. I'm Inga Annie Tudora. And I'm Kyosaku John Mitchell, and we're lay members of the Atlanta Soto Zen Center. Did I tell you that I was writing a short film? Uh, I don't remember. Before? Well, you, you know, mean before I can't we... remember who I like what I said in, in the past couple of months. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. And so I'm going to be like, you said that already. I'm gonna be like, you know, I'm not one of those people, but those past few months I am one of those people. So. I certainly don't blame you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had this short film idea and it was, um, and, and maybe I did talk again. I don't remember, but it, it was somewhat inspired by my dad. But I'd come up with the idea before I knew he was sick and was dying. Um, so so then I kind of had to. Um, I, I still wanted to write it, but I guess I needed a little bit of time from that situation because. Sure. I mean, I think that it it had some, it, you know, it's critical. I mean, not of, of him in particular, but it's like, OK, of our parents' generations and particularly, maybe probably not even your parents, but like evangelical Christian parents. Mm. <laughs> but it's not so religious focused that it couldn't just be, you know, someone who wasn't. It's about how it's about how certain people and maybe even most of us nowadays are very susceptible to um fake news and conspiracy theories and mm -hmm. um, that sort of thing. So the main character is a 65-year-old man who um, just started to um, retire, but he's also got some health issues and um, being suddenly alone, um, isolated from people, he starts to kind of delve deeper into, you know, the internet rabbit holes and... Uh, uh that's that's that is um how i'm gonna pitch it but mm. <laughs> i finished writing it finally um and i think it, it it still has i think the character still has a lot of elements that's that's like my dad but i wanted to keep the the compassion in there you know mm -hmm. i'm not just criticizing him and being like what an idiot you know <laughs> yeah. that's like it it it's mean and you know i i think that if we put ourselves into the generation you know the baby boomer generation and some of the ways they grew up like we might have been the same way i don't know you know it's it's hard to it's hard to say we're not uh you know the 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 younger generations are going to start saying stuff about us sooner or later. Yeah, <laughs> or they, or they already. already are, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's it's just that the, the message that I want to give from the film is to to not push your, your parents or even your grandparents, because I know now, like the younger generation, like Gen Z, it's their grandparents who are the baby boomers, yeah. but to not push them away just because they're like that. But because the only thing that prevents them from going deeper and deeper and anybody down these rabbit ho holes is community and, you know, uh, relationships and stuff. Yeah. Nice. 
So again, it wasn't exactly like my dad. I mean, at the in the end, he had us all there with him. So it wasn't like he was so devoid of like community or something like that. That it, uh, but but to a certain degree, yeah, he still he was still, um, you know, he had he had some interesting ideas um, that were hard for me to relate to, mm-hmm. to to say the least. Um, <laughs> So. Are you did, are you saying you just finished this? Like you you started working on it again? Well, I wrote mm-hmm. it. I just wrote it. The whole thing since. Yeah, last I mean spoke. it's a short film, so yeah. it was probably like nine pages long. Or yeah. something like that. Wow. But it took me a long time. <laughs> yeah, but like you had this idea for a long time, and so then yeah, this, this whole experience clearly changed how it came out. Did yeah. It, did it change the character in a way that you can describe? Well, I I think so. It's just because like when I think about my dad now and I think about those last days and like how vulnerable he was. Yeah. It it does give me even more compassion for that character. Mhm. And you know, it's like I again, it's not like a character I'm I'm only trying to be critical of, but just a character that like it's like oh i want to understand this character you know um and there is a you know uh there's a daughter um Hmm. character in it too um and yeah i mean i i think that the struggle is that i don't want it to be like so much like my dad that people like pick up the wrong message from it or something Hmm. like that because um he is like you know, weirder than my dad. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> he is a little, uh, you know, further down the rabbit hole, yeah. I should say. But right. I still, yeah, it, it, um, it really made me me uh, think of some ways too, um, about how how powerful the brain is and how easy it can it can convince you of things um and and this is different you know um so for for one thing in the film he kind of refuses to take medication Mm. um because he thinks it's going to be bad for him which is something my dad did but not in the same way because i actually didn't disagree with what my dad did Mm -hmm. because he was so far down you know, he was so far down the cancer trail that I don't think medicine really would have done much. And maybe it would have been a waste of time or, or, or you know, more more painful than, than what it's worth. So, again, like, I I don't want people to, to see this movie and be like, wow, you really thought that you're, you know, you're really critical of how your dad dealt with his cancer. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm not because it... I mean, maybe he would have done it if he was a little bit, if it was an earlier stage, and maybe I would probably would have ag- disagreed with him then. But I, where he was, I did, I didn't disagree with him. I, you know, it was his choice, and it was a valid, it was a valid choice to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but generally, I don't, I don't agree with people who have a good fighting chance and don't take it. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of wh- where my character is. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It's like 
inevitable that certain kinds of details or situations would come through, but it really does sound like a kind of a different story. Yeah, it's definitely a different story, but my feelings towards my dad um, are in there. <laughs> yeah, right. But not necessarily that this is exact. This character is exactly like my dad. It's not. Yeah. Something um, interesting about you having done this project since last we spoke uh, that you were get you got into a little bit last time too, was that creativity and the first, the, you know, the first time back too. creativity seems to be a pro a way of processing for you in a big way. I mean, like I know it's just part of your life and it's just sort mm -hmm. of how you live, but it also seems to me like it came back online really quickly for you, like relative maybe to, other stuff yeah and i i had really been wanting to do creative stuff for a long time and mm -hmm. you know with the situation of my dad being being sick like i didn't have the energy to do that yeah. didn't have the emotional energy to do it so it was always this like behind back in my head i you're gonna have to do this eventually you're going to you're going to and so eventually when i um found the uh the the energy to do it i did but it was it was really important to me you're right from like a a processing perspective but also it's like therapy mm -hmm. <laughs> almost um you know we we had talked about before how like creative mediums can can put you in the flow but it's probably different from meditation mm -hmm. But I do tend to think that like art is a type of therapy for me. Uh -huh. I mean, to me, it's not really like a type of meditation. But I mean, maybe yeah. it's a type of meditation, but it's not Zen meditation. <laughs> right, right. And like, <laughs> maybe, is yeah. Zen a type of therapy? You know, like these these categories are yeah. all very blurry, right? Yeah. Right, right. So it's they're all kind of in the same area, but they're not the same. Yeah. You know, and I and I recognize that, but they're all like important to me mm -hmm. um so i you know i'm just i'm just realizing that because i i spent a lot of time and energy working you know um i wanted to get good at my career and, and really try to work for the full first time because if you remember this is actually my my first you know full-time like paid job in probably eight years yeah. So it is a big deal, and I, I spent a lot of energy focusing on that, but it made me depressed mm -hmm. because I really didn't have enough time to do creative things, and um, that's really what makes me feel good, feel alive, feel like I'm doing something important. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how important it actually is, but it is important to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many lives I'm changing by by making like a painting or you know a short film, but it, it at least like is important to me. Well, and you're showing up differently in the world because you're doing it, right? Like true. Th that, yeah, that's absolutely. one of the things that I always realize about myself whenever I've done some big project 
if I ever feel like, oh, it's just, it's, it's over. Like, you know, there, there's a sort of depression that can set in if like you make a thing and it doesn't, it doesn't like change your life, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it doesn't, it doesn't like blow everybody away and, and become like your full-time job, <laughs> you know, yeah. or whatever ridiculous yeah. fantasy one might have about it. But like, then there comes a point like two weeks later, inevitably, where I realize that I'm thinking differently or I'm, I'm like in touch with some new part of myself that came out or, or like I developed a new skill, you know, Yeah. that all came from the project and I can, I can draw a straight line to like what I did in that work that changed who I am. And then mm-hmm. like that changes everybody around me too, you know? And, and so like, I end up feeling really grateful to the creative process. At that no, point. absolutely. So, I mean, what, how do you feel about uh, using creativity as sort of a type of therapy? I think that's maybe the only way I've ever used it. Like I, I, I don't <laughs> have uh, I, I, writing is, is the sort of the, the one thing that I feel like I have a gift for in the way that I feel artists usually feel about their medium of choice. But even still, like writing is is such a broad, it's like weird to think of as a medium. It's not like painting, you know, I feel yeah. like because no. because writing is, I mean, it, it's like painting in the same sense that like painting a house and painting uh, and, uh, a portrait are both painting. Right. Right. And And like I do the house painting kind of writing, you know, uh, and that is something that. I mean, I've turned it into work and it is creative and there is a way to engage the creative drive in me and have a job and get paid and do it every day. Right. So like I've accepted that kind of Mm -hmm. as one of my creative outlets. And I think it really has sort of diminished the amount of like pure creative writing I do, but not entirely. I'd still do some, um, but the 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 therapeutic kind uh, isn't something I've done for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I used to journal obsessively. I'm not sure if we've ever talked yeah. about this. I used to write like t- 10, 20 pa- journal pages every day. Wow. Uh, like in college. That's impressive. And Well, I was like uh, also an introverted like – not like antisocial behavior. Like I was, I was like living in my head at the time. Like I was, okay. I was not having as much fun as other people were. Um, <laughs> but I was, uh, and then I started having fun and stopped doing it basically is what happened. Uh, but then, but, but, there, but that was a very important process for me. I, 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 pro- I worked through a lot of things and, and I still have the journals and they are still an extremely important like emotional support to me, like just to sort Mm -hmm. of go back to those times. And I was pretty good about dating them too. So like I can find specific events or like see what was happening 15 years ago. Yeah. And, and, and like, I find that process really valuable. So like that was, that's definitely the other extreme of like therapeutic creativity, but music has been in there all the while and I did like spend a fair amount of time for a few years playing music, maybe a mm-hmm. couple different times. There were two like two and a half year periods where I was playing music like every day. 
And that had a social component to it also, you know, it was like a way of hanging out with people. Um, and also there were sort of some social ambitions about it, like about having a cool band that like had a scene, like a world. Um, yeah. And I got to experience that on, I mean, it was a pretty small scale, but like I got to experience what that felt like a little bit. And that was also really healing. Um, and, and, and maybe in a few cases, like the art itself, the songs themselves were healing or therapeutic to create, but I still don't feel like I, I, that honestly, it's kind of the exception that proves the rule in my life. Cause I think back to the process of writing the 11 songs that really do feel that way to me and recording them and everything like this whole year long episode of making this music and it is not i mean everybody probably feels this way about their first album but like it doesn't feel fully realized to me it doesn't feel like i yeah i I like did i like i i completed the project sort of like i dragged it across the finish line and i didn't like do as good of a job as i wanted to for one thing but but then more importantly and that might be false, you know, that might just be sort of insecurity, but, but more importantly, I, it feels like a bolt from the blue. It felt like it just sort of fell into my brain and Mm -hmm. I had to do it. And that was a really flattering experience at the time that I like downloaded this project, but, (laughs) but I can't do it again. You know, like I haven't done it since then. It was 10 years ago. And like, You know, that that makes me feel constricted in my ability to process things that way because I because it because it feels like it's not up to me. You know what I mean? Oh, well, yeah, I think I think when you said that, like, oh, I've only done it in a therapeutic way. I was like, well, you know, I think I think it is true to a certain extent, like the most art I've made is when I have been like my sickest. Oh, yeah. Um, And you know, I'm going through another cycle of, of, of feeling bad again, you know, uh, hopefully it doesn't last that long, but, uh, it's been a month at least. So, (laughs) um, I, but what I know is going to heal me, my body is to take care of my mind. And again, we're talking about like, there is actually scientific value to this, especially with lupus because they're like related. Like if you're stressed out, then you're going to have more inflammation. It is just how it works. And um, so, yeah, just that I don't do it on purpose, but um, it's just that, that that's when I want to make the most artwork for sure is just like I, because if I don't have anything else, I have that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't take that away from me. And that's comforting. But is it something that you fall back on consciously or is it something that starts happening when you start needing it? You know what I mean? Like, is it coming out spontaneously because of the situation? It's so weird. It just it just seems like I put that energy out. And then and then, like, also people want to collaborate w- with me at the exact time that I, mm. I need them to as well. <laughs> when you say put the energy out, you mean like the desire to create? Something? yeah mm. yeah just the desire you I send the signal like, like it's time to make stuff and then like the conditions start yeah. falling into place yeah yeah 
that's kind of what happened to me with this downloaded thing too i was just in a situation where there was like nice guitars and tons of musicians all over the place so like when i put that energy out there and like a like a festival being planned you know so like the conditions were coincidentally such that when i put the energy out there it was like oh yeah sure here's a show (laughs) you know Uh, Mm -hmm. so like i couldn't do that now in the same way i mean it's, it's you're 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 talking about collaborative stuff like you're you you do some solo creative practices and some that then involve like yeah, film, but films takes tons of people yeah it does take tons of people i have um one of my good friends um is uh someone i collaborate with a lot artistically mm-hmm. um and we've made uh well, two two other short films in our um, Alien series, mm-hmm. um, but we also there's a there's a documentary about the the Zen Center that that we made oh, to, yeah. um, together too. So, um, don't judge me too harshly on that one. It was an early project, okay, and I had a camera. I didn't even know how to use it. I didn't know like I didn't know how to use a DSLR. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It came out. Yeah, it worked well eventually. It was not my best work, but uh, I the the Zen Center appreciates it, and that still gets comments on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think it's like the most like liked video. So, um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I collaborate with him a lot. We made a comic book together too. Um, so it was just before this all happened he was like i've got like a lot of film gear here so when you're ready to make a movie okay gotta get writing but it just took me a long time and thankfully he's patient so we're we're here now Mm -hmm. (laughs) i made it and uh we just have to plan it all out now um but i i do think that a big part of that is actually collaborating with people and i think that's before when i was just painting by myself even though Mm. i was doing creative stuff and i had like a few portraits um i did and and they were just for fun so and like none of them i was like really like i'm gonna sit here and make a work of art (laughs) um but it didn't bring me as much joy and i think that that the collaborative uh nature of, of of art is is one that like brings me a lot more energy and healing uh-huh. uh, to it and more so now than it has in the past because um, I used to be more of a perfectionist <laughs> and I've let go of a lot of those tendencies mm-hmm. mainly because of work because you I feel like you really can't be a, a perfectionist at work because um usually don't have enough time to yeah. <laughs> uh, but also like it's just not going to be pleasant for you if you do that yeah um so and then also i'm like collaborating constantly with people i actually ended up liking it i liked getting people's feedback so when i was having this writer's block and i and i went to um franklin and i was like you need to come sit down with me and, and write this out with me because i i can't do it on my own and then we sat down together and he threw my ideas at me and I was like, oh, okay, no, I like these. I like these. So, you know, his ideas are in the film and I'm happier for it, but I, I wasn't willing to do that like mm. uh, a few years ago, you know, so <laughs> I've changed a little bit. Uh-huh. I think that works better for it though. Do you, 
do you think of yourself as like a naturally cooperative like i would say collaborative but i'm talking about something lower down than that like do you like to cooperate or do you like to like either be in charge or do it yourself like generally speaking and gosh well again it's like this i do like like to be a little bit in charge yeah but i am willing to um cooperate with people more so than i used to Mm -hmm. i've i've definitely um softened up in that area and um again i think that's that's the better move (laughs) uh but still like now i i i have a lot of ideas and i really like get excited about them and i want to see them come to fruition so i want a little bit of control to make those like come true but Mm -hmm. nowadays i'm like yes also i'm gonna need your your inputs on it though Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna just boop here it is (laughs) anymore because it's stressful yeah to be that way well what do you like well i i think that i am pretty cooperative in general like I, I don't like to do things all by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like my this record that I mentioned is a good example because it was my it was under my name it was my songs I wrote these songs yeah. and I was like not going to be able to make this record without other people. So what what ended up being interesting about that project for me and I do think this is reflected in other areas of my life including work and other kinds of like lower down collaboration, even like household collaboration. Um, I learned how to make my, how to sublimate my creative desires, like the thing I wanted to see exist into um, conversations rather than descriptions or something like that. Like I, like I, I didn't, I didn't go into, producing a song and say i want you to play this fast and i want you to like stop on the third beat of the next measure you know like i didn't i didn't like chart it out for everybody i was like here's the song i play it by myself and i'd be like uh i i want to hear what like what you're thinking about for a beat for this song you know, and mm-hmm. then like, and I mean, it's hard, it's hard to, hard to kind of recap it because it was like a long period of time. And there were, you know, it was, it was very particular, like the, the thing I'm describing isn't even just these steps. It was like, I learned how to learn from the people I was collaborating with, how they like to work and then give them the sort of permission to do their thing in the right places and times in such Mm -hmm. a way that they would create the piece of it that I needed in order to make it into something resembling what it was. And it was a really different process than telling them what to play would have been, but it was also much easier overall. It is easier. You don't have to come up with every single thing. (laughs) Yeah. But instead I had to sort of manage it, which I was able to do, but the hard part then was, kind of inhabiting the character of like the director, right? Like the person in charge of the production. And the, it took a sort of confidence that mm-hmm. I didn't walk into the session with, you know, like I didn't know 
how it was going to feel for them to be like looking at me when they didn't know what to do, you know, or, um, or not having an opinion, you know, there would be a, there would inevitably be a point like six hours into a day in the studio where people would just be like, I don't care what we do. Just like, you know, like they're there. It's not there. They weren't there on their own steam. They were like riding my wave. And so I had to be the one that was like pulling them out of those kinds of situations and making it fun mm-hmm. again. And it, I mean, it even had like sort of funny, like very kind of material level like I made the coffee, I ordered more pizza, I did, you know, like I, I ended up doing the sort of morale things that needed to be done and giving, and this, those were like gifts, right? There was like, yeah, you know, like I was giving them something that was like firing them up to keep going. And I just sort of found the solutions to those problems like that. Like I didn't know, I didn't go in thinking like, oh shit, I better think about like, what are we going to have for lunch today? in order to make this record happen. But I just realized that no one else was thinking about what we were going to have for lunch today. They didn't want to deal with lunch. They were there as a favor. And so like, you know, I had to solve that problem. I figured out how to do it. I guess this means I'm good at it, but I just like had never done that before. And certainly I made something that I wouldn't have been able to make otherwise. So I guess, yeah, I am a collaborator fundamentally. I mean, this podcast, these podcasts that we've done for the Sangha, both of them, ones that I'm working on, uh, are examples of this right like mm-hmm. the one with sensei is different I'm, I'm mostly just sort of executing his ideas that he would be unable to execute uh, yeah and but but there is like a sort of he leaves a lot of decision making up to me in terms of like you know production and editing because he doesn't know what the possibilities are but like for this with you like we we have I like had a paragraph of things to say at the beginning. I was like, here's what I think we could do a podcast about. Right. But like, that was sort of all all I brought in. And then like, it was up to you to buy into it. And then also like ever since then, you know, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's interesting too. I mean, not, not to say that this is a good thing or a bad thing, but you know, for, for those who don't know, uh, the listeners out there, we just kind of, come to the podcast and talk about our feelings we we Mm -hmm. used to 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 write topics down to be like we're specifically going to talk about this topic but it actually turned out the natural conversations were much more heartfelt and um interesting so yeah we prepared up front big time at the beginning and i think we found that like sometimes when we accidentally didn't or when we just sort of wandered off into the weeds those were the good ones <laughs> so yeah. we just like gave ourselves the permission to keep doing that they weren't always the good ones but they right, were right. like at least at least 80 percent of the time they were the good ones. well yeah, it so. was like the higher liked- variability like they were there were, some <laughs> yeah. of them were the bad ones and then others were the best ones so yeah it was worth the risk right <laughs> But the, I mean, it's a really interesting example because we, I mean, this is an interesting format too. It's like two people talking like is pretty minimal as far as like a creative project goes. Right. Uh, yeah. Compared to making a movie. But well, we also collaborated on the artistic uh, piece a little bit, too. We yeah, had that was a really we good bouncing around. You had like these colors that you liked uh-huh. and, you know, I, I still love the painting. Yeah, me too. Um. So that was a good way to start. A lot of times I make art and I'm like, this, 
this sucks. I don't ever want to look at this painting again. Yeah. But that one I still like. So. Yeah. yeah, that was a great way to start because it was like a much more concrete piece of art than the thing we were going to put it on <laughs> was. Yeah. And, and, but it gave form to it kind of also. And then also just sort of like the successful nature of it gave me like all of the rest of the confidence I needed that this was a good idea. Right. Yeah. And so I don't know. The, the, it feels like there's almost a message here somewhere, but like <laughs> the, the, I mean, I think, I think it's something about how like real life turns into art and art turns into real life. And there's no like firm, like art making zone that you go off into to make art and you can, and it's like optional in life, right? Like the stuff that happens to us flows into these ideas that need to be realized and they need, and, and like often they need the collaboration of the people in our lives. Even if it's people who aren't working on the thing, it's like the people who give us the space we need in order to do the thing. Mm -hmm. Like they're collaborators too. And the, I guess the set, the healthy thing uh, that we're expressing is that like we both have in our I mean I, I I could use some more to be perfectly honest but I feel like you're doing a great job of like giving yourself the openings in what's really happening to you to allow the sort of crystallization of emotional artifacts of that experience to 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 come through and like exist in the world outside of you. And that is kind of a way of not moving on from them, but like moving through them, getting through them. Mm. And, and, and you have to, you have to like open doors for yourself all the time in order to go through them when like there's something on the other side of it. Householders is a production of the Atlanta Soto Zen Center in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Silent Thunder Order. Find us on the web at ASZC.org. Our sangha depends on your support. You can donate by PayPal to donate at storder.org. Gasho.